Attention Lou Reed's listeners. This episode of Lou Reed's is sponsored by adamandeve.com. That's right, once again, adamandeve.com have decided that people who listen to Lou Reed's are the kind of people who want to get their freak on and want to be private about it. You guys don't want to go driving down to your local greasy porn rental booth joint and buy some dirty magazines. That's not your style. No. You'd rather go to adamandeve.com and shop in the privacy of your own home. Plus, with the Adam and Eve deal that they give people who listen to Lou Reed's, you get 50% off of just about any one item that you choose, and you get three adult DVDs, and you get a little extra gift. That's a pretty good deal if you're looking to buy yourself some erotic novelty items or some erotic hardcore utility items. AdamandEve.com pretty much has everything you could possibly want. So, remember, if you're going to go buy something at AdamandEve.com, if you use the code LOUREADS, you'll get 50% off of almost any one item in the store and you get three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration and you get a free gift. I mean, that's just a giant, that is just a giant box of fun that's going to appear discreetly delivered to your apartment or house or shack. And then the fun begins there. So go ahead and use that code. Remember to use the code LOUREADS, that's L-O-U-R-E-A-D-S, and you'll get all those things I already mentioned. I don't want to belabor the point. Get your freak on. Why not? Maybe after this podcast, you'll really have some inspiration. All right, let's get to the show. Hi, my name's Lou, and today, I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is the delightful forum known as Orgasmaniac.com. Now, Orgasmaniac, as you might assume, is a forum where people come to discuss sex. And it's a very friendly place. And everyone is very supportive of each other's topics of discussion. There's lots of educational subforums, and uh, there's a place for people to share videos of themselves. So if you're into that sort of thing, then you are more than welcome to go visit Orgasm Maniac and enjoy all that it has to offer. Now, of course, I can't show you any videos. So what I'm going to do, as usual, is read things that I found on Orgasm Maniac. I know that uh, you probably already do that, but whatever. All right, so we're just going to jump right in. And the first thing we'll read is a forum in the Orgasmaniac Public Forum Subforum General Discussion in a thread entitled, Guys, Are You a Shooter or an Oozer? And there's a poll. And the poll says, Question, When you have an orgasm, do you shoot? Ooze? Combination of the two? And the voting is in at 41% shoot, 16% ooze, and 42% a combination of the two with a total of 74 voters. And the first post is by Gearpin, and it goes like this. Ladies, feel free to chime in and tell us what you like. So, fellas, I was curious. When you come, are you a shooter or an oozer? I, for one, am happy with the size, look, and shape of my cock. But I have always been an oozer when I come. I have always been envious of guys who can shoot long, thick streams of cum. Perhaps that's why I enjoy watching men come as much as I do. If I haven't come in a week or more, which seldom ever happens, for grinning faces emoticons, with the first contraction of my cock, I will sometimes get a couple of inches, but subsequent contractions just ooze out of me. In fact, I once had a girlfriend break up with me because she liked to be sprayed on her tits and face with cum, and I couldn't do it, for guilty-looking faces emoticons. But that was a long time ago. On the plus side, it does make cleanup easy. Smiley face emoticons. Thoughts anyone? Everyone. And R.S. Winky writes, Pretty much a shooter, though sometimes I shoot further than others. 
Personal best, maybe six feet, but oozing in nice too. One time in Manila, I was getting a massage and the lady started rubbing a particular part of my stomach in a particular way. My cock was covered with a towel at the time and I just had the most sensational ooze I could imagine. And then she asked if I wanted a happy ending. Well, yes, that would be nice. She pounded me like an abalone, but the deed had been done. She finally gave up and probably thought she was a failure. But for me, she will always be a champion. I was oozing with gratitude. And Jacker writes, As far as I can remember, I was always a powerful pumping oozer. And Naughty 31 writes, Hmm, I find there is something rather erotic about feeling hot cum literally shoot into the throat whilst sucking cock. However, it's not really a criteria I would apply when it comes to whether I want to be with a man. It's not something you choose, I guess. It's just you either way. Like us ladies, some of us drip and some squirt. Smiley face. And Hot Red 456 writes, Big time shooter here. I love to spray my seed. And Varmint123 writes, Same here. Love blowing a big load. Regularly I do kegels so I can hold that moment and then let it fly. Never found it can control the range. It's all over the place from inches to multiple feet. Prostate play does seem to guarantee I'll shoot far, but farthest I ever shot was from plain old missionary. And Rigid J writes, I guess I'm a shooter. I frequently need to clean cum off the mirrored headboard on the bed. Sometimes I need a towel for my face. I have discovered that often when I'm coming, my mouth is open. Feels so good. You get the idea. BTW, my cum doesn't taste bad. Sometimes I wish I was an oozer. LOL. Masturbating emoticon. And as a note, this form has many masturbation-related emoticons. And back to the thread. And Glass writes, It varies greatly with me. If I have a short session and I don't use any lube, then I'll ooze a thick load that'll just drip down my cock. If I pound away with some form of lubrication for a lengthy amount of time, however, that load will travel places and be a lot more watery, too. So it's up to me, basically. I guess I have the best of both worlds. I do prefer to shoot, though, as it feels a lot more intense and satisfying. And Gearpin, the OP, chimes back in. Now, if I have a PIO, prostate-induced orgasm, I still will have the same exquisitely pleasurable feeling of release, but instead of having the normal pulsing rhythmic contractions of my cock as I ejaculate, it feels like a valve has been opened and I will come in one long gentle stream. I think this is what R.S. Winky experienced as described in his earlier post. The feeling is incredibly pleasurable for me, but like a normal orgasm, it just oozes out of the tip of my cock with no real force or velocity. I have always been this way since my very first orgasm and have been curious why some guys can really launch far and some cannot ever since I saw my first quote-unquote shooter. Must be due to our different anatomies, I suppose. At any rate, I doubt I'll ever get tired of watching a man shoot his load. Envious of all you big-time shooters, thanks for participating, everyone. And I like it a lot, writes. I ooze more often than I shoot, and when I shoot, it's usually just the first or second shot that travels very far, usually a few inches, but sometimes up to a foot. When I was younger, I would usually get three to five good squirts. Getting old sucks. I think you're right. I think it's mostly about genetics and anatomy. You either have it or you don't. And even if you do, it usually deteriorates with age. However, here are some ideas you might want to try that may help you become more of a shooter. 1. Your best bet is kegels. I did them last year, three to four sessions a day religiously, and after two weeks, I was shooting to my shoulder almost every time I came. And I gotta say, the orgasms felt much more intense when shooting that far. Or maybe it was because my muscles were stronger and therefore squeezing my prostate more? Not sure. Unfortunately, I got lazy and quit doing kegels, and the long-distance spurting stopped. 2. Right before you ejaculate, try squeezing hard to stop the cum from coming out. 
The pressure buildup, think putting your finger over a garden hose, can cause it to then spurt out with much more force. 3. Like Glass said, holding back for a while before coming, aka edging, can cause the intensity of the orgasm to be much stronger, which can cause the ejaculation to be more forceful. But I assume most guys have done this often, lol. 4. Lately, I've been looking at herbal supplements that increase sexual libido and blood flow, aka better hard-on. Supposedly, some of them can also help with semen volume. Not sure if that would help with ejaculatory distance, though. Anyone else have any ideas? And Devil's Adder writes, I am an oozer, and on rare surprising occasions, I will shoot. Shrugging emoticon. I got videos in the chat room to prove it. And Fun-Loving 6981 writes, Depends on the situation. If I haven't pleased myself or gotten laid in a few days, I can hit the ceiling. If I'm having one of those days where I've gotten laid but still jack off three, four, five times after that, forget it. A slight ooze is all you're getting. LOL. I have great control over my PC kegel muscles, so I can shoot quite the distance when I want. And 123 Boat adds, Depends on how long I hold out that session, whether it's with a girl or myself. If I try, I can always get a couple of spurts shooting, though. Kind of funny. Last night I was having a quote-unquote session and decided to see how far I could shoot on myself and hit up to my chest. And I didn't hold out that long. FWIW, which stands for for what it's worth. I normally come into something like a tissue or something easily disposable, but was kind of nice finishing the old-fashioned way I did for so many years. Kind of a nice feeling from the warm cum hitting my stomach and chest. And finally, we'll read Fire Dog 10's edition, which goes like this. So of course, after edging and teasing for hours last Saturday and no cam available, I laid down on the bed to finish off, and the first shot went over the right shoulder. The second, right up the frickin' nose. Caught me off guard and was a bit annoying at the time, but now I can laugh at it. The third, caught the chin and neck before going back down to the usual levels for the rest. But tomorrow will be another day, and the research will be ongoing. And from there, we head over to the orgasmaniac.com forum, public forum, subforum, Orgasmaniacs Anonymous, in a thread entitled, Meeting Up for a Mutual J Slash O. Now, in this forum, every single member is anonymous, so I will just be saying anonymous. And, of course, J Slash O stands for Jack Off. And the first post by Anonymous goes like this. Tonight I have plans to meet with a guy I've been chatting with online for over a year now. We both enjoy mutual J.O. and have done it on cam a few times. We have made plans in the past, but every time something seems to arise and one of us can't make it. We are both straight and plan on only J.O. and maybe lending a helping hand. I used to J.O. with a friend back in high school, and I haven't done this since then. We're going to a bar to meet up down the street from where I live and have a few drinks to loosen up a bit. I'm not sure where this will all take place as my place is off limits. Maybe behind a bar or in his car. I guess we'll see. The anticipation is killing me, and I have the urge to rub one out right now, but I will wait. Please add your story or encounter if you have one. I will update mine. And Different Strokes adds, which is interesting because he is has his name even though he's in the anonymous subform, and is probably a moderator. And Different Strokes adds, In college, I hitchhiked a lot, and a surprising number of guys were interested in playing in the car. Other than that, I've only ever played with guys who are in my circle of friends already. Sharing, masturbating penis emoticon, just kind of happened. 
okay with little encouragement and was really safe both medically and socially. However, through the internet, I've met some guys that I probably wouldn't hang out with socially, but I really like them and we connect on an intimate, brackets or primal, and I've thought about meeting up with some. I have a lady friend who likes to masturbate with her husband and another guy. They live back east and visit sometimes, and the next time they come, I'd like to meet up with them. And Anonymous adds, I like to meet for jack-off fun. What's not to like? And the original poster adds anonymously, LOL to the post above. Anyway, this has been postponed until a later date. Though if anyone wants to share their experiences or fantasy or anything, they are more than welcome. I will update if anything happens. I just don't know when. And staying in the Orgasmaniacs Anonymous subform, we'll read another thread. Does a happy ending massage constitute infidelity? And there's a poll. And and it goes, I've heard a number of guys here talk about massages with happy endings. Overall, there seems to be this feeling that since it's a massage and not a premeditated sexual act, it isn't being unfaithful to their partner. What do you think? A, a happy ending is getting jerked off, so yes, it's being unfaithful. Nah, it's just part of the massage, no big deal. It depends on whether it happens spontaneously or is requested. And finally, where do I get one of these? And 59% felt a happy ending is getting jerked off, so yes, it's being unfaithful. And the OP simply says, feel free to add your comments, stories, experiences with a happy ending to a massage. And Anonymous adds, I think it's okay as long as you don't ejaculate during your happy ending and you never try it again. Hey, it worked for Bill Clinton in marijuana. And Wet Pussy adds, unless consensual, I believe it does constitute as an infidelity. Someone else rather than your wife is touching your genitalia. And to add icing to the cake, you are getting pleasured in a sexual way by a stranger. Winking emoticon. And Anonymous adds, it sounds utterly enticing. The relaxation, then the final release. Kind of makes me hard just thinking about it. But without the wife's blessing, it's infidelity. Beyond that, it's a service that should absolutely be legal. Talk about a victimless crime. And Jill in VA writes, My first thought was, yes, of course it's infidelity. You're being pleasured in a sexual way. However, the more I thought about this, the more it depends on the circumstances. If my husband came home after a massage and said, guess what just happened to me, it would be funny and kind of erotic. But if he was scheduling a massage with purpose of getting off, then it's infidelity. And Naughty31 writes, I agree. If you have spoken to your partner and they are happy with it, then crack on. But if not, to me, it falls into the infidelity category. I would find it hurtful to find out my partner had been doing it without my knowledge. And went pussy ads. I don't think it's infidelity as long as I'm aware of it. I would actually buy my husband a gift card to go and experience a happy ending massage, smiley face emoticon. I love the idea of pleasing my man and I'm thrilled to feel joy in it instead of jealousy. And Roshan 1974 writes, Is there this kind of gift cards? And we'll move from that thread to a new thread in the general discussion subforum entitled Eat the Come Out of Her by a guest member DP2. And it goes like this. I think I want to try this on my girlfriend. After I blow my load in her, I want to eat it back out. Maybe have her sit on my face and have it run out of her and ugh. Maybe have her sit on my face and have it run out of her and into my mouth. She always cleans me up after a blowjob. Why not return the favor? Have you ever done slash tried it? What position works best? your thoughts and stories. And Spanky writes, I have wanted to do this for a long time, except that we use condoms. Oh, well, I think having her sit over me would be quite erotic. Brackets, I get squirmy cock just thinking about it. And Pushkin adds, I suggested this once to an old GF who thought the idea was quite disgusting. Sad face emoticon. 
And Applebater writes, I have done it before with my wife, where I'm just horny and want to come inside her before she can come. So after I've shot my load deep inside her, I'll pull out, climb down, and lick and suck her until she comes out of my mouth. The whole time, my sperm is being pushed down and out of her vagina and into my mouth and on my tongue and down my chin. She loves it. I don't my the taste of my cum, and she ends up not as messy when we're done. Crazy googly eyes emoticon. And can't quite reach ads. I did that with a girlfriend. After I'd blown my load into her, I thought it was time to do something nice for her. I went down on her and was happily eating and licking away until she started squealing and squeezing her legs around my face. After she had come, I started to move my face away from her, and a couple of stringers of cum attached themselves from her vagina to my face. Nothing for it but to go back down and finish the job. She helped me clean up my face by moving her hips all around the place. Very sensual. And the smell was a real turn-on. And F.W. Hobo writes, I think about this... (laughs) Sorry, I imagined a hobo voice. I think about this every time I fuck my wife, and it gets me very hot. And now I'll read it in a hobo voice. I think about this every time I fuck my wife. It gets me very hot. For some reason, I never follow through with it, though. Sorry. And Taliesin writes, Sounds hot, and I've thought about it as well. I even tried it a couple times with exes. New move to try with current GF this weekend. Thumbs up emoticon. We'll try to remember to let you know how it went. And Couple Us Up writes, I have done this with my wife, maybe a couple of times. I usually chicken out, but it gets us excited if I talk about it while I'm fucking her. It really wasn't bad. We had a threesome with a friend of mine years ago. She wouldn't let him come in her then for fear of getting pregnant. I wonder if I knew she had another man's come in her, would I still go down and eat it out of her? Would you... And DP2 writes, Good question. My first reaction was no. But the more I think about it, in the heat of a threesome, I think I may do it. Seems hot for some reason. And I like it a lot, replies. The idea of this always seems great. Until after I come, then it seems kind of gross. But recently after coming inside, oh babe's pussy, I was still very horny. I knew then what I had to do. When I went down on her, I saw my cum oozing out of her swollen, wet pussy. I licked all that up, then started licking and sucking on her pussy. While doing that, I could feel and taste my cum as I vacuumed it out of her. Tongue sticking out emoticon. It was super, ultra, mega hot. Definitely something I'll remember for a long time. And couples up ads. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to, like, get right down there while still in the heat of it, or the lust goes away and... Ah, no. So, keep the heat going and just do it. I may give it a whirl tonight, getting hot thinking about it. And DP2 writes, So, I brought up the idea last night to her, and she's really into it. I went from the standpoint that she always cleans me up so I could return the favor. She didn't even hesitate. Quote, unquote, yeah, that sounds great. Clean me up. She's been amazingly into everything I've brought up sexually. She always says, quote, unquote, can't hurt to try it once. I will let everyone know how it goes. I'm getting a semi just thinking about it. And Gonwando writes, I have done this many times. I find the mixture of flavors and aromas from her pussy and my cum very erotic. Deep tongue kissing after I've come in her mouth is a close second. And DP2 finally adds, I did it yesterday morning. I didn't do it right after, but I let her marinate. Ugh. <laughs> I didn't do it right after, but I let her marinate her about 10 to 15 minutes and went back for it. Ended up fucking her again. Next, I'm going to try it right after. You just have to keep your mind on the end and ignore any loss of interest after you come because it's going to happen. Oh yeah, it was really awesome and I must admit, I liked the taste. The end of that thread. And from there, we'll move on to the members only subforum, real life stories and experiences subforum in a thread started by KushKing920 and a thread he started entitled Masturbation at Work. And it goes like this. I know some of you do it, so let's hear about it. And DP writes, 
definitely have done it at work. If you think about the ramifications of getting caught, it might turn you on even more. I did it in the bathroom, but the worst part of the bathroom at work is completely quiet. Not a sound, no fan noise, no AC noise, nothing. So you have to be super quiet while you rub one out. I guess it makes it a little better that you have to be so quiet. The good part is due to the lack of ambient noise, you can hear anyone coming in. Haven't done it again, but came really close to doing it yesterday, but had to help the boss with something. Damn it. And Sub Cuckold writes, My ex-girlfriend used to text me during the day whenever she had just had sex with her coworker. She'd fuck my mind. Tell me how he was doing this or that. Tell me all the kinky things he had her do. Older guy, married, well hung. She was in her early 20s at the time. I met him a few times. Cocky guy. And Naughty31 writes, I went through a stage where I would get naughty phone calls at work and would pop into the toilet and masturbate while still on the phone. Being unable to talk, trying to be quiet, knowing that colleagues were in the cubicles, having to listen to dirty, filthy talk in my ear. Mmm, yummy. Sigh. And Kush King 920 writes, Yeah, I definitely have to. And the place where I work is full of hot women, a few of which I have sex with, so I'm constantly horny at work. And an Embis 11 writes, Definitely use the bathroom, locker room, and shower to masturbate. The shower is great if you can get a picture and put it in a pocket protector. And Chance underscore 0077 adds, I do it quite frequently at work. I work outside by myself so I can usually take cover behind my truck so passing cars don't spot me. Even better is when I have someone watch me through Skype or some other video chat. The thrill of it all gets me off so hard. And K Smith RTS adds, I have definitely done it at work. I will put one hand under my desk and jerk it until I come onto the floor. Then I just smear it around until you can't see. The thought of being caught is such a turn on. Masturbating to ejaculation emoticon. And Kerplunk adds, I have done it at work a few times when I felt too horny for the car ride home. The vibrations in the car sometimes are too much for me to bear. So I went to the bathroom and had a quick rub. Not my favorite way, though. There are more comfortable places around. The orgasm isn't very satisfying either. And Redshift adds, I work in a cubicle with my back to the opening and I will often rub my cock through my pants. Sometimes I get too horny to stop and try to squeeze the shaft through my pants when I come so I don't make such a mess, though I always end up with a bit of a wet spot. One day, as I was about to come, a co-worker walked into my cubicle behind me. I was at the point of no return, but with no chance to squeeze, I shot a huge load in my boxers. It was the most exciting orgasm I've ever had at work. I wonder if he noticed the flushed face or my body shaking. And I like to watch 75 rights. Once at work in a mood for self-loving, I had a few magazines of my choice carefully laid out, stroking to my heart's content when one of my co-workers barged in looking for another guy. Seeing what I'm doing, she got quite flustered, asked if I had seen the guy, and walked out. Luckily for me, she kept her mouth shut about it, and I didn't even get to finish. Frowny face emoticon. And Sheree Nicole adds, Just did this a few weeks ago for the first time. I was feeling so desperate and pent up. I am always horniest around 10 a.m. for some reason. I want my hubby's thick cock so bad. And of course, he is nowhere around. I was watching porn on my cell phone at my desk while my coworkers were in a meeting room right next to me. I could feel my clit swelling and my pants were starting to get a wet spot. I got up, walked out to a shared single bathroom and locked the door. I sat bare-assed on the floor with my legs spread as wide as I could and set my porn down on the side and pinched and pulled at my clit until it began to swell and hurt. Sticking three fingers of the other hand as far as I could and squeezing around them, I ended up squirting all over the place. It took longer to clean the bathroom floor than it did for me to come. 
I agree, though. The climax wasn't good. BC, I was worried about being quiet. And TurboLax33 writes, Very hot story, Cherie. I actually read it while at work, and it got me so horny, thinking some of the ladies right in my office may do the same thing periodically, that I had to make a trip to the restroom myself. I had pre-cum oozing out by the time I got there, and it didn't take me long to shoot my load. Thanks for the inspiration. And Bare Naked D finishes the thread by adding, A while back now, there was a long period where I frequently had the opportunity to get naked in my workplace, and I took great advantage of it too. Once a week, especially in the summer months, I had the premises to myself with virtually zero chance of anyone walking in. It was a couple of offices in a reception area and a small warehouse. I would often hang out for quite a while until after I'd finished my shift just to play and take pics and just enjoy the audacity of it all. That has all gone away now due to security improvements on site and the fact that I don't work those hours anymore anyway. LOL. It was huge fun. And I'm rather glad I did the pics. It's fun to look back. Thumbs up emoticon. And finally, we'll end this podcast with an informational reading from the Orgasmaniac Forum, Subforum Public Forums, Subforum Sex Toys, in a topic started by Northern Nurse entitled Cock Rings. And it goes like this. I am a huge fan of cock rings, both for everyday wear and for during sex. I spent a lot of time figuring out how to get the best measurement right so that I would have the best fit. For that reason, I took some shots in order to help those who are curious on how to get the right fit, and later I will post how to get the dang thing on. Take a look at my pictures pages under quote-unquote how to size a cock ring for more details. Hope this helps. And F. Folksmaster writes, On piece of advice I'd like to offer on cock rings. Not that I've had a lot of experience, but I'd recommend for those interested in experiencing with them to go with a flexible route at first, either rubber or an adjustable strap style. I think after you get comfortable with it, then go for the quote-unquote hardware versions. Gotta say, it was an adventure getting the boys and all in a ring, and then back out later. Relax, take it slow and easy. And Damage writes, I agree with F. Folksmaster. Start cautiously and go from there. I started with a larger ring and I'm working down. Not that I'd recommend it, but I started with a 2-inch metal ring. I've owned all the popular materials in several sizes over the years. Currently, I have them ranging from one and a quarter inches to just over 2 inches. It just depends on which ring gets worn where. I'm getting ready to order a ring or two from this place. Redacted. I'm not sure I buy into all the hype and such and their sight is a bit in your face, lol. Since I've worn cock rings for years, I pretty much know I'm safe with spending that much on one. Their hype is probably just hype, but the look is cool. All my other cock rings are just round. And I like it a lot, ads. Regarding rubber rings, I disagree. I thought the same thing and started out with rubber cock rings, thinking, this will be better, BC they stretch. So starting out, I only tried rubber rings, but I never really liked them. If they were tight enough to be effective at keeping me hard, they started hurting as they were constantly pressing into my shaft and would have to take them off. The constant squeezing was just annoying more than anything else. After a while, I finally gave the metal cock rings a try and I was pleasantly surprised. They didn't squeeze slash hurt like the rubber ones. And I think they look way hotter aesthetically too. The key is getting the right size. Adjustable leather rings can be good too. Like metal rings, they're comfortable and can look hot. And Northern Nurse adds, I have tried rubber rings and leather ones, and I have to say that metal ones are the way to go. My favorite ones are from GearEssentials.com, but you can get some good ones from JT's Stockroom as well. Stay tuned for quote-unquote how to put on a CR. 
And PA Liquor writes, adding a comment if I may, I have to agree with I like it a lot in damage and starting out easy and working your way smaller. Thanks for the sizing chart, NN. Very helpful for those starting. I have worn cock rings for well over 10 years, all sorts and sizes. Aside from the erection and staying properties, they just look cool. Can't blame a guy for paying attention to his favorite toy. Jeez. <laughs> and the two posts that follow are just a series of images illustrating how to put on a cock ring, which now I know how to do. And Short Banana writes, I bought my first hard cock ring. No pun intended. I was always afraid of them thinking they would get stuck on, so I used a soft stretch or gel one occasionally. They pull on your skin. This is very cool. I like the weight on my balls, and it holds me out in front more. My wife said she liked the way it looks as well. Thanks for the education, Northern Nurse. I hope to enjoy this for a while. Masturbating Penis Emoticon. And only the lonely ads. I know, quote-unquote, of someone who used a cock ring, then a lot of coke. He fell asleep after the drugs wore off. He was in the hospital two days later. I'm sure he cried a lot when his penis hit the operating room floor. And Northern Nurse ads. Well, first of all, the dumbass did a lot of coke. Second, he was probably wearing an elastic type of CR. I have fallen asleep with my Gear Essentials metal one on with no ill effects at all. With all things, you gotta be smart about it. It sounds like a bit of social dark. Darwinism to me. And damage ads. If they're sized right, you can wear them for days. I have different sizes for different things. The smaller ones are for shorter durations. And only the lonely finishes the thread by adding, I'm sure you are both right, but there's nothing that stays on my body for days. Well, that was an informative podcast. I'm sure you're all hurrying over to adamandeve.com right now to see if you can buy yourself a nice trainer cock ring. You don't necessarily, I know some people like to go all in right away, buy the, the hottest, you know, they get into something and they just got to have the top of the line. But uh, I think Northern Nurse had the right idea. With cock rings, you got to go easy. So... I hope you enjoyed this episode of Lou Reads. This is Orgasmaniac.com. I think I initially was pronouncing it wrong, but now I've, I've got my pronunciation engine running. So Orgasmaniac.com. You know, it's a it's a, a fetish community. It, it's no fat life, but you know, what is fat life other than fat life? Uh, this is just a, a, a friendly community of people who like sex and like talking about the different kinds of sex they have and sharing stories and educational stuff. And they share a lot of photos of themselves, uh, videos of themselves, and nothing too crazy. I mean, none of them are being eaten by Pokemon. That's for sure. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if you do buy a cock ring, don't send me a photo of you using it. I appreciate that. All right. So in other news, let's talk about Lou Reed's related stuff. The uh, date for the next Lou Reed's live show here in New York City is going to be April 5th at the People's Improv Theater at 7 p.m. I, of course, will be putting a photo of the postcard, which will be, for all intents and purposes, the same as the previous one with a date change we'll be doing that and um right now i've got uh one male guest reader signed up who has uh, you may recognize from a couple of things he's done onion sports dome things like that and uh still trying to secure a lady reader but we'll see how that goes so that's an exciting thing and i'm hoping that it doesn't eat up too much of my anxiety brain to uh, like it did the last time but now that i've i got the other show under the belt so should be able to get this one out Without too much stress. And oh, and also coincidentally, the live show is happening two days after my birthday. So if anyone wants to come to the show and have a drink with me, get buy me a birthday beer, I'm not going to say no. And it's a Thursday, so it's almost like a Friday. So you can go, stay out late, right? Go crazy. So yeah. In other news, what else is happening? We got over the 100 review 
hump at iTunes, and that's great. Of course, that doesn't mean that if you haven't written a review that you're off the hook. Please go write a review, just at least the five stars, and tell all your friends about it. Oh, and tweet about it, too, if you want. That's always nice. Or put it on Reddit, or wherever you are a social... You, I know you. You're a social animal. You have all those accounts. You should tweet about it. And then tell me it. Tweet. Tell me about it that you tweeted. Then I'll and I'll retweet your tweet about your tweeting about the podcast. You do. Um, um, this podcast is slightly delayed because I had a fuck. I don't know what the fuck's going on with my computer. It was uh, causing all these um, crashes in the middle of the recording. And like I'd be recording for like 30 minutes and it would have only recorded the first five minutes. So I had to re-record a lot of this podcast like multiple times. Um, and then sometimes when I was going back through the editing of the audio, it would suddenly be like... <laughs> The crazy like computer sound and it'd be like super loud it's like one of those things in a movie where you know these humans suddenly hear computer machine language and they're like tear their headphones off and throw them they're like what is that and then shortly afterwards aliens invade and kill everybody luckily that didn't happen this time oh, i didn't notice on this orgasmaniac website people's ages are totally visible that is a unique thing for <laughs> forum that's for sure uh, and as you know, as you may have heard at the beginning of the podcast, we've got a sponsor for the, this episode and for the next, you know, a good amount of episodes coming up. So if you were ever on the fence about buying a uh, adult novelty item or adult play item for yourself, now's the time to get off that fence and uh, buy an erotic fence to sit on. Uh, what else? I still have plenty of magnets if you want a magnet. What are you waiting for? I appreciate everyone who's been sending me donations in order to get magnets. That is super awesome. Uh, I'm still waiting on a lot of photographs of magnets that I sent out earlier in the year. It's amazing how many people have cameras that are broken in this society, isn't it? People are like, oh, my camera's broken. I feel like I see that all the time. Or, and then if it's not that, it's like, sorry for the shitty cell phone pic. But, uh, you know, we don't expect that you have a 12 megapixel cell phone. I don't. Just take a picture. Doesn't have to be the Mona Magnet, Lisa. Just send a picture. Yeah, and um, I think I've only sent out one bumper sticker. I don't know how many people actually want to have Lou Reed's bumper stickers, but I got them. And not even not even my wife wants a Lou Reed's bumper sticker on her car. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's about it. I've got some fun podcasts lined up. Definitely going to be doing another drug one in the near future. Potentially some uh, some vampires. Remember, if you have any suggestions, please let me know. Um, I've, I've gotten some good suggestions recently. It's just really hard to do things like 4chan, um, just because the nature of 4chan is it's like mercury. So you know, by the time someone finds a good thread, it's already gone, and most of it is like it's uh, it's hard just hard to get into those things. They're just it's just too chaotic. And also, if there's something you want me to read at the live show, you think something is really worth reading at the live show, I'm always up for suggestions because I have to go back through all these forums that I've done and it'll be, uh, and then, you know, suffer through that. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find all the good shit. Uh, so that sucks. Oh, and also, this March is the third anniversary of this podcast. Uh, and I don't really hold any specific date or whatever as like the actual due date or the actual uh, launch date. But um, probably, let me look. 
So, according, if you want to go on the actual launch of the first post of the podcast, it would be March 28th. So, I'll probably try to concoct some sort of stupid thing for that day. Don't hold me to it. But uh, it'll most likely appear on the blog. Um, Oh, and also, make sure that you check out the blog because I posted one of the stories I read for somebody as a Christmas present before this episode's post. Just as an example of uh, what people asked me to do and what I was totally willing to do and enjoyed doing. And I had permission from the people who I read for to post it, so I hope you enjoy listening to that story. You just have to check it out on the blog, just like any extra so junk. All right, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for you. My name's Lou. This has been Lou Reads the Internet for you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>